everyone. Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the book of the prophet Zechariah in chapter 6. And what, I, what I'd like to do is share verses 1 through 8 with you. And then let's talk just uh, for a, a few moments today about God's final judgment and the renewal of all things. So if you would, hear the word of the Lord. Then I looked up again and saw four chariots coming from between two bronze mountains. The first chariot was pulled by red horses, the second by black horses, the third by white horses, and the fourth by powerful dappled gray horses. And what are these, my Lord? I asked the angel who was talking with me. The angel replied, These are the four spirits of heaven who stand before the Lord of, the, of all the earth. They are going out to do his work. The chariot with black horses is going north. chariot with white horses is going west. And the chariot with dappled gray horses is going south. The powerful horses were eager to set out to patrol the earth. And the Lord said, Go and patrol the earth. So they left at once on their patrol. Then the Lord summoned me and said, Look, those who went north have vented the anger of my spirit there in the land of the north. Now, Sunday, we're actually going to be digging into the, the second half of uh, Zechariah chapter, uh, chapter 6, uh, the crowning of Jeshua. But we're going to focus today just on the first part here, verses 1 through 8 of Zechariah 6. And one of the things that's important to keep in mind is that from chapter 1 to chapter 6, we, we have given to Zechariah eight different, uh, different visions. And they begin there at, at, in the beginning of the book. The, the first of the visions are uh, of, of horse and rider, same colors that we are, are hearing about here in chapter 6. And on that first patrol, they go out and they find that there is peace over the, the whole earth. And, and that sounds like good news, and I suppose, you, you know, you could, you could certainly, you know, vote for peace. I'm with you. But uh, really what, what that means in this case, in this context, is that the violence and the cruelty of the nations had not yet been met with God's justice, and that was to come. But now, here in 6, we see the horses going out, and there's more than one in, in each of these, uh, in, in each case, and they are pulling chariots. And that's significant because it is a symbol of war. The chariot is a, is a symbol of war. And that is that this indicates that God will judge, that God will judge not just Israel, but all people, that his judgment is going out. And the colors of these are significant, and you know, generally speaking, although it's it's not said explicitly here, but generally speaking, it's understood that that red, the red horse stands for martyrdom, that uh, the white horse stands for victory, that the black horse stands for famine, and the the dappled or the the pale horse, it stands for death. Now. This is, uh, this is very interesting, too, because there is a connection between Revelation 6 and Zechariah 6. As a matter of fact, it's Zechariah 6, 1 through 8, 
and it's Revelation 6, 1 through 8. I, I don't know that there's significance to that uh, exactly lining up, but it, it seems pretty interesting to me, and I, I share that with you from uh, Revelation chapter 6. Listen to this. As I watched, the Lamb broke the first of the seven seals on the scroll. Then I heard one of the four living beings say with a voice like thunder, Come. I looked up and saw a white horse standing there. Its rider carried a bow and a crown was placed on his head. He rode out to win many battles and gain the victory. When the Lord broke the second seal, I heard the second living being say, Come. Then another horse appeared, a red one. Its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth, and there was war and slaughter everywhere. When the Lamb broke the third seal, I heard the third living being say, Come. I looked up and saw a black horse, and its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice from among the four living beings say, A loaf of wheat bread and or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay, and don't waste the olive oil and wine. When the Lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being say, Come. I looked up and saw a horse whose color was pale green. Its rider was named Death, and his companion was the grave. These two were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and disease and wild animals. So a connection there, and uh, we, we see the, the unveiling of the judgment of God. It is the, the coming of the judgment of God. And what's interesting, too, is you move forward in the book of Revelation, thinking about these horses and their colors and so forth, is that when you get to chapter 19, what we see is that, that Jesus Christ is on a white horse for this, this uh, final judgment, this final uh, full victory of God over evil. And you, you see here in, this, in the vision in Revelation, Jesus on a white horse and all of the armies of heaven on white horses. This is the, the victory of God over all evil, over sin, over death, over suffering. Then I saw heaven open and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire and his head, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him and that no one understands except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood and his title was the Word of God. The armies of heaven dressed in the finest pure white linen followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule, rule them with an iron rod. He will release the fierce wrath of God the Almighty like juice flowing from a wine press. On his robe at his thigh was written this title, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Friends, uh, as we're thinking about the application of this to our lives, I think one of, one of the implications here is that we look around the world and we see that all is, that is, we, we see all these things that are just so wrong that are happening and the wrong in our world seems so strong. Take for example, as, as we're reading about Israel, um, take for example the, the, the brutal, 
horrific terrorist attack by Hamas on Israel in our day, in just the last few days. And, and we look at all of the wrong in the world and it seems so strong. And we think about then our efforts to push back on the darkness and we see that, that our efforts actually do make things better at, at times. I remember my, my grandfather talking about his service in World War II and there's just such a, a clear presence of, of evil and, and their defeat, our defeat of the Nazis, it did good. It did good. It pushed back darkness. But what we must realize is that while we can, by our efforts here in our community and, and elsewhere, by our efforts, we can make things better. We can help to advance the kingdom of God by the power of Jesus Christ. But what we understand is that it is only at His coming, His second coming, that He will make all things new. He will make all things right. It is the, it is the, full, the full reign of God, the, the fullness of the kingdom of God will be made manifest when Jesus Christ returns. We put our hope in Him. We don't put our hope in any human movement, in any institution, in any system, political or otherwise. We don't put our hope in any of those things to fix what is ultimately broken. Only Jesus can do that. Only He can make all things new. And so we set our eyes on the one who is called the King of all kings, the one who is called Lord of all lords, our soon coming King, who will rule and reign with peace and justice. Friends, that day is coming and we set our hopes on Him. And as we watch and wait, we, we make sure that we are keeping our lamps lit. We are continuing, carrying on His work. We are living in faithfulness as we wait upon the return of Jesus. And we pray along with, this is the, the, the very last, uh, the very last uh, page of Scripture. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, and may it be so. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.